SSTUWA members are strongly encouraged to register for the range of industrial and professional courses available face-to-face or online. Find these courses online via sstuwa.org.au slash training. Well, hello and welcome back to Western Teacher Live, the SSTUWA's podcast, where we talk all things public education. And uh, what we're going to uh, talk about uh, today's uh, podcast is how is the SSTUWA working with the state government to tackle growing violence in our schools? I'm joined by SSTUWA President Matt Jarman and Senior Vice President Natalie Blewett. Matt, coming to you first... Is violence that much more prevalent in schools nowadays or do we just see more of it because everybody's got a phone and it's getting filmed and put on social media and carried out in in the papers and on TV? Uh, Is it a real growth um, situation or something where we're just seeing a lot more of it? Sadly, Bob, uh, and thank you for for the podcast. Sadly, it's, it's a growing trend across the community as the Minister has correctly referred to. What is new is that it is now increasingly coming inside the school grounds and even worse than that, it's being targeted. So it may be targeted at students, it may be targeted at our staff, but nonetheless it has taken away our safety sanctuaries that we have within our local communities and that's why the Minister, I believe, has made such a strong position around it. Uh, And the union, Natalie, has worked very hard with the Minister around this uh, issue and with the previous Education Minister, Sue Ellery, when she was uh, uh, responsible, and that was the initial 10-point plan that came out. There's obviously been some benefits from it, um, but the Minister's new approach does include some important additions. How um, well do you think they'll be accepted in schools? Yeah, thanks, Bob. Um, I think it'll be accepted particularly well in schools. Just reading from the Minister's initial statement here that violence is a complicated issue and there are many factors that are involved, but bringing this into our public schools is unacceptable. So it's particularly pleasing to see a very strong action being taken by the Minister uh, as outlined in his action plan of which there are 10 points so we shall have a bit of a discussion about each of these points Bob and uh, we can identify the bits that are key for us and our members. Well let's do that there are 10 points to the main plan which is part of a bigger package which includes um, respectful relationships training and other things but uh, under action number one important one to note for those who have probably responded to the minister's announcement but said oh what about students the first very first one is principles to suspend students who attack other students, start fights or share and promote violence. Matt, I think the biggest um, uh, addition in that sentence is promote violence. It is. It is uh, inside action number two. Uh, look, if for members, if they grab uh, the 2018 10-point plan and sit it down alongside this version of it, they'll see the differences. That's the easiest and fastest way to identify them. Number two now includes... Sorry, number one, my apologies, Bob. Number one now includes the promotion of violence in that the bystander is now a targeted member of the uh, actions that school leaders can take. So we've had for some time since 2019 the filming aspect of violence and obviously violence itself 
but now that student who sits by the sideline, perhaps before the event, encourages something to happen, that person now can equally be automatically suspended, and that is a strengthening of the policy position from, from 2018. Number two, referring to the exclusion orders. Uh, this package comes with other resources for school leaders to follow. They're uh, quite straightforward, the template, the uh, detailed instructions, um, and hopefully they will provide some support to school leaders and, f and confidence in, as well in order uh, of uh, the decision to exclude a student if that's what it uh, comes down to. And it states for the first time uh, inside the, the document that uh, can attend another student or alternative learning setting. It does indeed. And uh, under action number two, then it's about physically attacking school staff. Um, any student would be automatically excluded um, and it defines exclusion. Um, so similar to action one, really it's the, the initial activity is the only difference there. It's whether you're attacking another student or attacking a, a member of staff. So action number three, Natalie, alternative learning settings for the most violent students. And I think that's an issue, isn't it? A lot of teachers and school leaders hate to basically put a kid out of school and harm their future. So they keep them in school, give them another chance because there was nowhere else to send them. Uh, the union worked very hard in the previous state election campaign to get the number of uh, alternative learning settings expanded. Uh, and that's a key thing, isn't it? Because then leaders can see that the student they're excluding will still get an education, but be in a different setting. Certainly is, Bob. And I think one of the important things for our listeners to understand about the alternative learning settings is that they do provide the programs for students to continue their learning because one of the barriers for any education professional is to exclude a student to know that they then are going to be forced to lack at their education and not have an access to an education. So by providing an alternative learning setting, it provides the most violent of students that we have in our system. It provides them access to the education that they need through the alternative learning pathway. Yeah, the, the mainstream school environment may no longer be the most appropriate environment for that student at that point in time. So the alternative learning setting should be uh, and a supportive environment for that student to attend so that they can uh, re-assimilate to the mainstream school environment. But that is still something of a reflection of the resourcing level that we have in our mainstream schools. We don't have the people, particularly in our secondary spaces, uh, to support our students in the way that we would like to. So they, they, the alternative learning setting has multiple purposes. Uh, but it is not about just removing a student as a punishment. It is about making sure that their behaviour can be reflected upon and rectified so that they can return to a normal program of learning with the support of their regular classroom teachers. So they do get a second chance. They're not just discarded, and that's important because a lot of teachers do, um, do worry about that. Now, um, actions uh, four and five, there's clear advice for principals, teachers and education assistants on authority and responsibility to take action. And you've referred to that a little bit earlier where that ex the, the expectation has to be that if I exclude someone, I'm going to get supported in my decision uh, from above. Um, there is also talk about building respectful school cultures and productive collaboration and communication. Linked to that is more training and support for staff because you can't deliver it. And that's under, under Action 5. So what does that mean, creating a school culture? What, that, that sounds like the sort of term you'd use and there's no real substance to it, but you'll have experienced how you do that. Well, there is a lot of professional learning that's currently available, but as I said on radio last week, uh, 
when I was asked the question, what professional learning do teachers need or do school administrators leave, there isn't any professional learning uh, that covers off a student bringing a machete into the school. I mean, it's just common sense that that's not acceptable. So we're talking about classroom management skills, training, we're talking about positive behaviours in schools and the other quite successful global programs uh, that we've had running in our system for some time. Again, this is a question of resourcing and that's where uh, whether or not the department wishes to increase its allocation to support schools, uh, that is a question for them to answer. We believe that they have not got enough classroom management consultants available across the state, particularly to regional areas where they're f very much few and far between. In some cases, uh, service one curriculum management consultant is servicing 120 schools across country WA, which is just not, uh, not something that can be done by anybody under any circumstance. So there's a resourcing question that sits behind number four and five, and, uh, they, and like the alternative learning settings, that's something that we've committed to making sure that the state government and the department um, hold true and resource properly. Okay, and uh, Natalie, Action 6 talks about enhancing good standing requirements. Now, I suppose to most people, if you're not a teacher listening, then that would mean, you know, they can't go to the formal or they can't attend a camp or some of the more pleasurable, if you like, school activities. Uh, and that is being expanded now um, uh, across the board to, to pupils. So, and then they have a chance to reinstate their good standing. How important is that as a management tool in a school? It's a great management tool in a school, Bob. Um, we, for the particular primary school that I've come out of, we actually had a good standing policy for our year six students. And part of maintaining their good standard meant that they could attend things like the camps, they could attend their end of year graduation. If, however, over a period of time, they lost their good standing, they had an opportunity to main, to uh, obtain that good standing back by through demonstrating positive behaviour and to rectify some of the behaviours which made them lose their good standing in the first place. If, however, at the end of the year when the camp was happening, if they had lost their good standing and weren't able to retain it again through behaviour changes, they weren't allowed to go on the camp. So the good standing policy in our school meant that kids that we were teaching knew that they had to maintain their good standing to be able to take part in those extracurricular activities that many schools offer. Good standing action number six is not a challenge for schools to implement good policy. This particular action is a challenge for regional and central system leaders to back schools in should they make that decision. So I'm completely convinced that there are many, many schools with outstanding good standing policy arrangements, but they now need to have the confidence of the regional and central support should they make a decision that affects a student's good standing to attend or whatever event on the school calendar. Because if that support isn't there, then the good standing policy is immediately diluted. So this one is a challenge for system leaders much more so than school leaders. Uh, and I'm interested too in Action 7, which, which mentions support programs for parents with clear expectations, which is a little bit of government language, I guess. But there is a, an internationally recognised positive parenting program offered free to all West Australian parents. Just wondering as a parent, you know, in the past myself for school students and not at school anymore, um, but is that something that leaders can say, look, I'm sorry, if you don't take this program, you're a parent, you're setting a bad example. If you don't take this program, um, we're going to have to take action against your, your, your student. The Triple P program uh, 
has been around West Australian Public Schools for many, many years, and I have seen many, many outstanding parents and parents in need of support go through that particular program. It's for everybody. Uh, no matter how good a job you're doing as a parent, you will pick something up out of that parenting program. The problem, of course, is that it's completely voluntary, and uh, in, in a utopic sp uh, position, we might have everybody doing it, and it would have uh, widespread implications, but it is an outstanding West Australian program. It's delivered free to everybody and I would, as I did back at my school, encourage everybody to do it. Uh, it is for everybody and everyone can get something out of it. Many parents have um, confided to me in the past how much closer they became to their own students uh, once they had been through that program and that they were grateful that the school community had offered it. Again though, that is not the panacea for the student who brings a machete into a school ground. That is another level of complexity. Uh, that's not how this program should be viewed either. And uh and on the more serious level, and, and we perhaps won't discuss this too much, because the reason we obviously unfortunate. We saw an incident uh, not so long ago with a, a, a kid taking a gun and, and firing shots at a, at a school up there in Two Rocks. So there is, uh, under Action 8, a, 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 an assurance that schools are ready to respond to incidents of intruders uh, or external risk, which is dealing with those more extreme incidents, which unfortunately we may be starting to see imported from America. Um, actions uh, number nine and number ten combined perhaps this community conversation about violence in schools and online um, particularly the, the the thing we see all the time TikTok, Facebook, wherever the kid films the thing on his phone or their for her phone they are going to get um, excluded if they do that now but do we need some level of higher community action where for example media outlets say we're not going to run this footage we know that the incident happened, we've shown you the incident happened, but we're not going to run this footage because at the end of the day, if they stop showing the footage, the kids are only doing it to, to, to get it shown on TV or on socials. Students who see major media outlets sharing vision of school violence who have just been suspended for sharing video of school violence are wondering how adults can behave like that when I've just been suspended for doing that. So I, I think this comes back to the aspect of the Minister's announcement that this is about modelled behaviour and if we want our students to, to grow and learn and to behave respectfully then we have to model that behaviour. Sharing uh, and we, should, we need to get the community standard across that sharing violence is an unacceptable community standard and, and it's not something that makes our schools safe, that's, that's for sure. As for um, Actions number nine and ten, and that is prohibiting people from coming, including prohibiting people from coming into our school grounds. The, the, the law and the legislation is unchanged. What's being challenged here is the minister's commitment to support that, and we are standing with the minister as long as that confidence and that support uh, is made available to school leaders to take those kinds of serious decisions. And of course, there were many, many negatives about COVID for, te for teaching staff, but perhaps one of the positives was less uh, parents on school grounds, uninvited and, and making their opinions known as ways to do it uh, without being disrespectful. Well, so far in 2023, we understand that there have been more than 100, just over 100 charges laid against uh, visitors to the school grounds uh, due to related incidences of violence against staff. That is an unacceptable pattern and, and it has to be stopped. And that's what the Minister is seeking to do. And uh, we come back there to the Minister saying it is a complex situation and, and certainly the union's position that it is a community issue. Communities need to address it together, not just bring it into schools. So uh, thank you for listening to Western Teacher Live. This has been our 10 minutes or a little bit more than that perhaps on violence, but it's a very important subject 
uh, and very important to our members that they could be safe in work. Thank you for joining myself and joining Matt Jarman and Natalie Blewett. Western Teacher Live. Hear from SSTUWA seniors about topics such as public education, unionism and more.